Welcome to Strange Familiars. How are you doing tonight, Allison? I'm doing well. Second time through. Take two. It's always better. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> it is. It is. This is way better. This is way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one said it could have been the best take ever, but it was a flaw in the audio and no one else will ever hear it. Yeah. On tonight's show, I'm going to be talking with Tommy from Let's Get Freaky podcast. He's got stories of growing up in a haunted house creepy man appeared in his room say kind of looked like william shakespeare like dressed in that era of clothes his mom walked in and he said like the guy didn't disappear but his mom couldn't see him huh he's sitting there looking at him and you know somehow she calmed him down he's also got stories of ufos this house his grandfather was warned away from purchasing which is a pretty cool story before we get to tommy mm-hmm. i'd like to thank our patrons thank you patrons thank you so much thank you f- for your support We could not make Strange Familiars without your help. Nor would we want to. Absolutely not. If you like what we do, if you'd like to help us bring you more content and get extra content besides, you can become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. All of our patrons get commercial-free versions of the weekly shows, plus full extra episodes of Strange Familiars. We do full episodes for our patrons every month, at least one. In October, we did three. Three full extra episodes of Strange Familiars for our patrons. Three, three, three. That's right. So to get all of that extra content and to get the patron episodes going forward, again, become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. You can also sign up via Apple Podcasts. There's a program there called Patron of the Strange for our podcast. When you sign up there, you do get the extra episodes and the commercial-free versions of the weekly shows. Thank you so much, patrons. Thank you for your support. For Strange Familiars merch, t-shirts, tote bags, stickers, and the like, you can always go to strangefamiliars.com slash merch. All right, let's get to my conversation with Tommy. All right, I'd like to welcome Tommy to the show from Let's Get Freaky Podcast. How are you doing tonight, Tommy? Very well. Thank you very much for having me, man. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for coming on. I I popped on your show a little while back, and yep. we had a good talk there, and you mentioned a couple of things about some experiences you had, and then I was telling you before we hit record, I was kind of glad we didn't talk about it too much, so it'll be kind of fresh and, and new for me here on Strange Familiars. But before we get into that stuff, why don't you tell us about Let's Get Freaky? Yeah, so similar to your show, we talk about all things paranormal, ghosts, cryptids, UFOs. We have people on that have had experiences and that work in the paranormal. I just, I find it all so fascinating, man, from ghosts, I love it all, cryptids. I love it all, man. So every paranormal experience is amazing. It is. I don't know. It's endlessly fascinating. Where are you located? So I am in Dorset in the UK, 
I'm originally from Essex, which is just outside London. I've been living in Dorset now for about a year and a half. So I'm getting used to a bit more of the countryside of the UK. <laughs> do you do a lot of witness interviews like we do at Strange Familiars? Yeah, yeah. I talk to a number of different people from all over the world, Australia, USA, okay, Canada. I was going to ask you yeah. if you got mostly UK people or you're, you're getting them pulling people from everywhere. Yeah, all over. Yeah, man. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? How many episodes do you have out? So your episode was episode 100. That was oh, a special one. Yeah, that's right. It was. So yeah, we're just, we're, we're into the hundreds now. So I've been doing it for just over a year. That's something though, man. You could like, that's a landmark. I don't think most podcasts last many episodes at all, to be honest, but a hundred oh, is a landmark. You. So thank you very much. I love doing it. I really enjoy doing it like yourself. I mean, it's, you meet the most amazing people and you're talking about subjects that interest you. And that's, that's what I love about it. Yeah. I, it's so much fun. And I think like every now and then I'll go through a little period where I'm kind of like, it's not that I get bored of it, but it's like, I feel like I've heard this story before. Right. And where somebody's like, yeah. but then like the next person will come and it's like all new and, and it's like, whoa, this is crazy. I've never heard this. Yeah. Or, or they'll say something re that resonates with a story we had on 20 episodes ago or something. It's like, what is going on here? It's really, really cool. Yeah. Really cool. I don't know about you. Sometimes you talk to someone and obviously you get used to hearing the, the paranormal experiences and they don't, not that they don't scare you, but they, you just get used to hearing it. And then sometimes you get told a story as the, someone's experience and it, it's terrifying. Yeah. You're, you're finished the interview and you'll sort of sit there like, wow. And that's, yes. yeah. Get, get the chills down your spine and the, the, yeah. the uh, yeah, creepy feeling Look, sometimes. Looking over your shoulder. <laughs> I'm leaving the light on tonight. <laughs> well, Allison sleeps with the light on, so that's not an issue. It's always on. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm in a hotel or if I'm on my own, I will always have the telly on. Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't like sleeping on my own in the dark. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, nowadays, even like if Allison goes out of town, but during the summer, I'll leave it on because we have a bat problem and I want to know if a bat's in the room with me. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't want that as a paranormal guy. It's not something I want. It just happens, you know. We, we just happen to have bats in the attic. They come down oh, into the house sometime. <laughs> so uh, have you had experiences all your life? Yes, yeah. Well, I would say from the start, from being a kid. Really? I was always one of those kids that was, I've always been scared of the dark. And I've always felt like, even when I was really, really little, that there was something there in the room. I just, and maybe every kid feels like that when they're little, but I always had that. I was always scared of the dark. But I remember my first sort of big experiences. We lived in a haunted house when I was young, when I was a kid. And I was about 10 years old. And me and my brother shared a room. And we had bunk beds. We had a desk in the room. It was just a, a normal boy's room. But in, in this house, as I say, it was... It was haunted. Classic. You'd hear funny noises. You'd get that vibe. You know, the, we all thought it. Things went missing. You know, it was just the classic haunted stuff that you, mm -hmm. you hear. But a big thing that happened to me when I was 10 years old, I, with me and my brother, we had bunk beds and I was on the top bunk. I woke up one night and it was during the night, all the lights were off. And I've looked down at my desk, looked over my bed and looked down at my desk. And there was a man sitting there at my desk full-bodied and he just looked like to me i always say he looked like william shakespeare but like he had that sort of look that's, oh wow as a 10 year old boy that's what i saw that's why i fall straight away mm -hmm. and i was terrified obviously i was terrified sure screamed for my mum straight away 
And he's not moving. He's just sitting there at our desk, sort of with his head in his clinched fist. And he's sort of looking in my direction, but I don't know if he was looking at me, but it was, it felt like that. And my mum's come in the room and he's still there. He's still sitting there at the desk. And I'm, I've not got out of the bed. I'm going, mum, mum, there's a man in the room. There's a man in the room. And I was pretty hysterical. My mum's calming me down. She couldn't see him. Hmm. She's gone over to my desk. Oh, but he was still there when she, when she came in. Yeah, he wow. didn't he didn't disappear. Yeah, he stayed there. She said, "There's nothing in now." When I was a young boy, when I was around this age, I typically got up a lot during the night and tried to get into my mum and dad's room. So I said I was always scared of the dark. I was just I always felt like there was something in our room. Mm-hmm. But this night, particular night, I actually saw something there, and she made me stay in the room somehow. She calmed me down, made me stay in the room, and I just remember going under the covers. Sweating, I was terrified. Looking every now and again, and this guy was still there. No movement, no change. Even after she came in, he's still there. Yeah, he was still there. And uh, I still, to this day, can't believe that I stayed in that room that night. She made me stay in the room. She was like, no, you're not getting out of bed. You're staying in your room. Wow. And I spoke to her quite recently about this as well, and she remembers it, and she she feels guilty. (laughs) (laughs) She made me stay in the room. But I just, I just... Didn't sleep well that night, of course, and I I just remember just being under the covers, sweating it out, just terrified all night, Mm -hmm. and looking, and every now and again looking, and he's still there. And then obviously I woke up in the morning, he was gone. My brother somehow slept through the commotion of me waking up during the night and causing... Oh, that's (laughs) interesting, though. I mean, that's a thing, you know? Yeah, that was strange that he didn't wake up. But to the, I can still see him, but to this day, perfectly. He was wearing like a brownish suit because we had these Fred Flintstone curtains and the street lights. You could see into the room basically. It was mm-hmm. bright enough, to, even though it was dark. You, you could see everything yeah. clearly, and you could even see the Fred Flintstone curtains. I still remember them. But yeah, I could see this guy's suit. I could see he had a beard. He had like long hair, and he just to me just looked like William Shakespeare. I'm sure it wasn't William Shakespeare, but that was the sort of the era that I would say this, whoever this was, swam. And yeah, man. And from that moment, it sort of, even as a kid, I've always believed in ghosts and stuff. But from that moment, for me, there was no doubt. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And that just sort of set me off on this. Because guess why I do the podcast and I'm so fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Did the rest of your family have experiences in that house? So my brother in the same room, my brother's... uh, bit more of a skeptic than me even now he, he says he has this experience but he's still i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. but he saw he woke up one night in the same room on the bottom bunk and he saw two he says red eyes coming towards him and that was the only experience he had seeing something we all heard things and felt things and but actually seeing something that's the only thing he experienced mm-hmm. Would you comment on this as a family, like mention to each other, like, yeah, I heard this or, you know, I think, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until we left the house, because not long after that, I think two years after I had that experience, we we moved. And it wasn't until then that we really started really talking about it. While we was there, we did sort of talk about it. We was young, so Mm -hmm. my my mum and dad probably, they spoke about it a lot more than we did, obviously. But it wasn't until after leaving the house that my dad was like, there was something about our house. I'm glad we got out. Okay, yeah. Well, possibly they didn't want to scare you, right, your parents? And possibly, yeah. um, 
you got to live there. I always tell people that. People ask you, like, oh, you ever do, uh, you know, try to get EVPs in your own house and all this stuff? No. No, no I have to live here. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, exactly. don't want to deal with that, you know? Yeah. So uh, it's a lot easier to talk about that kind of stuff, I think, when you're not living amongst it, you know? Yeah. You yeah, get out of sure. there and you can kind of be like, hey, that was weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I saw as well in the same house in my mom and dad's bedroom. I was in their room, and I think this, this was after seeing the, the man. I was in their room, and I was playing about in one of the mirrors, just being silly in their room. I can't remember what I was doing, but I was doing something. <laughs> and anyway, they, they had an ensuite in their room, and I saw a naked lady walk past me, blonde naked lady. Now, my mum's blonde, so I, and it wasn't unusual for my mum to walk around naked. <laughs> and I, I just thought it was my mum, so... Walked past me, and I've got mum walked into her bathroom, their bathroom, and there was no one there. And uh-huh. I was like, I, I just remember just being so shocked that I'd seen my mum walk past me, and she wasn't there. And I ran downstairs. I said, Mum, did you just walk past me? And obviously she didn't. Uh-huh. And she was fully clothed. <laughs> and yeah, so you, that was another thing that I saw. You saw that entity in the mirror behind you. No, it was sort of. In the corner of my eye. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. I'd sort of glanced, and I'd just see a woman walk past, naked, uh-huh. and it was a blonde lady, and that, my mum was blonde, and, and I just thought it was my mum. So I just started talking to her as, as if she had just walked past me, walked into the bathroom, and there was no one there. And I just yeah. remember that at the time just being so shocked that there was no one there, because I just, I saw her walk past me. Right, right. And that was weird. That was very strange as well. You mentioned being kind of a scared kid. I was too in a way of like I mean when I was young like Bigfoot used to scare the heck out of me terrified me but I loved yeah. it and I read constantly about it my mom would always used to say like you read that stuff and then you you know you scare yourself you, you, yeah. why you read that stuff well my mom was she had every first edition of every Stephen King book so I, I wonder where I got it mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I wonder if there's something about that like it like Sort of like the the paths we took then from being that way as a kid and then just kind of finding the path. I mean, I wasn't too scared to go out in the woods at night, you know, but I had a very protective dog with me. I think that gave me a lot of confidence, but I wasn't afraid to be on the farm at night by myself. But I I was always creeped out. Like I think, and I think I kind of like that. I think almost like that feeling of being like creeped out. I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah, here we are. (laughs) That's it. It's it. That's all. (laughs) I remember a time, I'm not sure if this was before I'd seen anything, but obviously that the house was, there was just a vibe there all the time. It's quite weird to explain, but there was something there. You just always felt like there was something watching you. Mm -hmm. That was a sort of, and I remember one, because we we had a school right near the house. Our, our, Our school that we went to was right near the house. And I remember one day I was homesick from school. I was having a sick day. And I remember my mum saying, right, I've got to go and get your brother. You're going to be here. You can literally stand at the window and watch me go to the school. So you're going to be fine. Just I'm going to be two minutes, no worries. Mm -hmm. And I remember her going and I was just at the window and I just remember being so scared. Now, I know I was a little kid in my house, shouldn't really be on my own in the house, but I just remember just feeling like just terror. Mm -hmm. There was just always that feeling that there was something there. Yeah. So I was the youngest of six kids. You know, by the time I was like nine, 10 years old, my parents were like jonesing to get out. 
go to dinner together, see their friends and stuff. And none of my older siblings wanted to babysit. So they'd often just leave me in his old farmhouse by myself yeah. at night. And I didn't help things because if there's any monster movies on, I'm watching them, you know. <laughs> I'd be there just like, Duh, you know, just like yeah. white knuckling it until somebody came back. But yeah, yeah. I, I remember that kind of feeling. <laughs> one night, and I think I told this on Strange Familiars once before, they had left. I don't remember what age I was, maybe 10, 12 in that range. And I was sitting there. My sister was with me, I remember, but she's like, three years older than me. She's like a teenager at this point. And there's somebody came to the window and we could see their, their outline and they were banging on the window. And I didn't know that anything about, you know, Bigfoot doing this or anything at the time. And they kept coming up and doing it. And then they'd leave and they'd come up and doing it. I was, we were really scared. And uh, finally, one of my brothers came home. He was a good bit older and he looked around the house and said, you know, I don't see anything. But then my dad came back. My dad was about 6'4", a big guy. He went outside to look. I remember whatever was out there was a good deal bigger than him. I know. Because I could see his shadow out there. Like when he went out there, he's like, like is, kind of like, is this what you saw kind of thing? Never put it together that was anything. And I'm not saying it was anything other than a man or anything. But I just, that was one, of, I was so terrified. And then I just sort of forgot about it. You'd think I would have been worried to stay home alone after that. I mean, I, I was always a little bit freaked out. It was a you know big old farmhouse. But I never really thought much about that again. Like, oh, is that going to happen again? Is that whatever that person or thing was going to do that again? But it never did happen again. But no, you know, now, knowing what I do know about Bigfoot and think it, rethinking that, I'm like, wow, well, I wonder. Yeah, man, that sounds like a, yeah. Because that was big. That was big. If that was bigger than your dad. Yeah, it was, it wow. was, a, it was a big shadow out there. And I, it was just like, boom, boom, boom on the sides of the windows, but you could hear the glass rattle. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it would leave and then come back and do it again. It probably did it like three times, I'm guessing. And we had a big concrete port. So whatever it was, was getting up on that port and then hopping down and coming back. If it was a person, maybe it was one of my brother's friends or something, but I don't know, maybe the light just made him look bigger. I don't know who would have done that and why. And you don't want to, like there were guns in the house you know what i mean it's like i just yeah. don't think like somebody yeah. just gonna do that and and take the chance i don't know but who knows yeah man so you moved houses and then anything happened in that other place yeah so we left that house i'll have to say as well that that house that was was haunted was right i would say less than a mile away was a graveyard mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that was anything to do with it i also know that the person that we bought the house off the lady that we bought the house of, her husband died in that house. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that was who I saw because I don't think, I don't know. Right. But yeah. Yeah. That could be, I don't know if that was anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. So we, we left that house when I was 12, moved to a new house. And as soon as we moved to this new house, this, this is strange as well. So we moved to this new house. And literally, for me, on the first night in, the, in this new house, I remember I had my own room for the first time. Uh, me and my brother shared a room before, and I had my own room. And I just remember the first night being in my new room with the lights off and not being scared and just feeling how weird that felt. Wow, that's interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And I was just like, there was a feeling of, like, I couldn't believe that I was just sort of sitting there looking into my new room 
that was just dark and just not being scared. And I found I find that interesting thinking back now. Yeah, that that says something. Yeah, yeah, but stuff did happen in that house a little bit later on. <laughs> but I spoke about my next thing. It's quite strange. When we were kids, my nan and granddad, they wanted to get a, a holiday home for the family mm-hmm. so we could all go away on the weekends. They they had this old cottage and they sold that and they wanted to buy a new one. And the whole family went down to Norfolk for the day to look at this house that my nan and granddad were thinking of buying. They just wanted to make sure the family was happy with it. And th- this was a nice, quite big house. At the time, I spoke to my dad recently about it and he was saying like it was... For what the price was, like it was a really good deal because this was a big house. It should have been a lot more money. It was in the middle of the countryside. It was a, it was a really nice house, but it was a, for a good price. Mm-hmm. So the whole family's gone down there to look at this house. And my aunts, my uncles, as soon as we've all gone in with the estate agent, the lady that owned the house, straight away, all of us, all of us was like, whoa, there's something not right about this house. Mm-hmm. Like we all felt it. We didn't say it straight away, but we all, after we, we spoke about it. And we're walking around this house, and my nan and granddad, they were the only ones that were happy with this place because they were like, oh, that can be your bedroom. That can be, and me and my brother were like, oh, we ain't staying here. Right. <laughs> like, there, was, there was like little alleyways that led to nothing. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. Really old, really old house. But I remember my mum, as we left as well, because there was a, the lady that owned it was there, and her husband was away or something, and she had a little baby. And my mum was like, I feel really bad leaving that lady with a little baby there on her own. I just remember that, and that, that was weird. So we've left this house, and we're all saying, no, there was something not right about it. It, it had a really weird feeling. But my nan and granddad, they were they were going to buy it, I think. I think they were really, really wanted it. Mm-hmm. And my granddad was at a party, I think it was like a week later or whatever it was, and he was talking to this guy and they was having a chat and nobody else knew about this house. Like it was just the family knew about it. Nobody else knew. And my granddad was talking to this guy and he said, Ron, I don't know why I've got to tell you this, but I've, I've got to tell you this. And I don't know what it means, but Ramsey danger, Ramsey danger. I don't know what that means. Wow. And my granddad's, wow. The name of the village that this house was in was Ramsey. Wow. Yeah, man. And it's, it's, yeah. Needless to say, my granddad didn't buy the house. <laughs> but I sort of would like to know what would have happened. But yeah, yeah only yeah. if you could like that do a thing weird. where you like turn back time then. If something yeah. crazy happened. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. That, what it just, what an unusual thing. So did, did he not buy the house because of that warning specifically? Yeah, that was it. That wow. was it. Because he he knew that nobody else knew about this. It was a family, uh-huh. and nobody would have said, I, I don't know who this guy was. See, I just know it was someone that my granddad knew and was friends with. Right. I don't know if he was a psychic or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Clearly had some something going on there. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But it was just weird how we all just got this horrible feeling about this house. Yeah, and, I guess maybe if like the rest of the family saying, nah, we don't like this place, and then you get that, from, you know, from somebody, a stranger or a friend or whoever it was, it says Ramsey Danger. Yeah. That might be like, okay, that's that's enough reason. Like with yeah. everybody else saying they don't like it, that's enough reason to, to not do it. Huh. Yeah, so it didn't go for it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, after that, my, my next experience is a UFO one. And this happened when I was 
around the age of 14, me and my brother, and we, we always used to play football in the streets, mm-hmm. like soccer. Mm-hmm. For, for you. <laughs> I can't remember what friends we were, because we was always we were different friends, but me and my brother was definitely there. And we was playing football in the street. It was a lovely summer's day. And we all stopped and looked up, because in the distance there was this, what looked like to us, a floating building just there. In the distance, it was quite far in the distance, but we could all see it. We all mm-hmm. stopped and we are all trying to work out what it was. It was like an office that you would see in Dubai, like a weird shaped building. Yeah. But just in the sky. It wasn't moving. It was just there. We just couldn't work out what it was. And it was like an orangey, silvery color. And it was just a, a really weird shape. I don't know if you know the Shard in London. Mm. It's like a, a triangular, long building. Okay. I, I would say, sort of guessing, it was like that sort of size, but far in the distance. And we was all watching it for a good five minutes, whatever it was. And then really annoyingly, for whatever reason, we just started playing football again. And the weird thing is as well, is after that experience, we didn't, me and my brother didn't really talk about it. We didn't really think about it that much because I sort of, it was a memory that was sort of gone. And then I was talking to, to Cat Ward on Paranormal Heart. Mm-hmm. And this memory just came back to me and I just told her it. And my brother was listening to it as well. And he rung me up the next day after he listened to it. And he said, bruv, what was that that we saw in the sky that day? Because we've never heard, what was it? And we were still like, we, we don't know what it was. Right. I mean, now I'd like to think, I'd like to watch it until it moved. I don't know. We just carried on playing football. Right. I mean, almost as weird as seeing it is the fact that you would never talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And the fact that we sort of, not forgot about it because it was obviously there, but the memory just sort of, because I remember when I started the podcast, I was like, right, what are my paranormal experiences that I've had? I just didn't even think about that. Uh-huh. It was there somewhere, but it's, it's weird that, because it's amazing to see something like that. Yeah. There's definitely some stuff like looking back that I didn't connect the dots on until writing the books and starting the podcast and stuff. Then I started like looking back going, well, that's a little weird, you know? Yeah. Is that yeah. a thing? Like just the thing I told you with the whatever banging on the on the window. Like didn't even think about it until starting to do write the books, yeah. do the podcast, and then I like thought back and I'm like that was a little weird. Yeah, things like that. You know, that, that I've talked about these recurring dreams I had when I was young many times on the podcast. I won't go into them again, but that was another thing where I was just like, it wasn't until writing the books I started thinking about it. But I was like, I called them dreams, but I was awake. I mean, I know I was awake, and I was hearing these yeah. voices, and I was. It's just. I didn't put it together until like yeah. looking back on it. Yeah. Cause you think if you had that experience now and you saw like the banging on the, like, you would have a completely different absolutely perspective on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I still don't know if I'd be brave enough to go out and check to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if Chad's with me, I'll go by myself. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if I saw that UFO now, It'd be amazing to see that again, and right. I wouldn't take my eyes off it, you know. I'd Until it did whatever it was going to do. Yeah, yeah. 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 Obviously, we didn't have camera phones then and stuff like that, so right. that was out of the question, you know. But I'd watch it for days now if that happened. <laughs> so, what year would that have been? Not, not to give away your age, but so I'm 36, so 14. Would that be 2001? No, my maths is terrible. In any case. Yeah, early 2000s. Have you looked for other like <laughs> UFO sightings in the area around that time? 
Not really, no. Might be no, interesting to do. Might be interesting. Yeah. Actually, don't limit it to the UFO things. Look, see what somebody down the street might have seen something else weird or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, personally, I mean, I don't know your feelings on it, but I, I don't separate them anymore. UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot. I don't. Yeah. It's yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, it's too close. Like there's what, a connection. Yeah, what it is, I don't know, but they just they're too connected in too many ways. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because the experiences are often very similar as well. Mm-hmm. But how it makes you feel, yep. what you experience, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a connection. Yeah. I mean, that's what, survive from where the road go. I, I love this. I'm going to steal it from him, but I'll give him credit. He says, you know, if you see lights in the house, it's a ghost. You see lights in the woods, it's a Bigfoot. You see lights in the sky, it's a UFO. And it's like, but they're 100%. all lights. They're all lights. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Mm. Well, pretty much the same area, just... Um, a little bit down the road. This is this is skipping ahead a little bit now. This this is when I was in my my twenties. I've got my who's who was my girlfriend at the time and now wife. We was living together in a flat in Brentwood. So this wasn't too far from the house that where we saw the UFO. But I don't think there's a connection. I'm not sure. So we was on the top floor of a four story flat, and me and my mother in law was just talking one day, looking out the window, just talking. And opposite the flat, there was. Like a forested area, and we're just talking away. And all of a sudden, out of the forest were these three silver, I won't say balls because they kept changing shape, but they were like like the size of a basketball, but there was three of them. And they were moving around each other, but they weren't touching. And they were like a silvery color, and they were just constantly changing shape, but they were never the same shape. They were sort of moving up like this and going around each other. And just constantly, it's like they were individual, uh-huh. but they were sort of connected as well. Yeah, yeah. And me and my mother-in-law, and we're watching this and we're like, is that a balloon? Is that? We're trying to, we're going through all these things that it could be. We just couldn't believe it, what we were seeing. It, it was just right in front of us. And we're following it. We, we're watching it for a good five minutes until we can't really see it anymore. It's gone so high up. And all of a sudden you just saw flash, flash, flash. And all three of them just shot off. Oh, wow. And it was incredible. And me and my mother-in-law looked and was like, no one's going to believe us that we just saw that. Wow. But that was amazing. And I don't know what it was to this day. As I mean, yeah. I always put that down as a UFO. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I would too. But yeah, it, it, like, what does that mean? Wow. So, yeah. But it's cool someone else saw it. So you could at least like have someone else. like. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And you agreed on what you saw. Yeah, yeah. And my mother-in-law loves UFO stuff and stuff like that. So we always talk about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're at the family parties and we're talking about it. And you can see people are looking at us like, really? And we're like, yes, we saw this. Wow. The annoying thing is I had an iPhone at this time. I had an iPhone. I didn't even think about recording it. No, who does? I'm telling you, Bigfoot could walk out in front of me on the trail tomorrow. I'm not even going to think about pulling my phone out. I'm going to be too busy observing him and just going like, what? Yeah. What is like looking and trying to take it all in? Yeah, I don't blame anybody for not doing that. I think that thing, like, well, why didn't you take a picture? That comes from people who've never seen anything like this. Yeah, yeah. Because you just don't think about. It. You're just yeah. so in awe of what you're seeing. Yeah. You just. I mean, in fact, I'll tell you this. This happened literally as recording this. This happened on last Saturday. Me and my kids, we were walking the dog and it's dark. It was about six o'clock, I think, something like that. It was dark. Mm-hmm. And we're just walking along, the dog and the two girls. And we looked up and we both saw, we all saw what looked like. At first, we was like, are they just really low planes? But they didn't look like planes. And 
one of my daughters went, is that a satellite? And I, I don't know what it was, but it was too, like, all... It was weird how they, they were sort of flashing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like anything I'd seen before. And we're all looking at this and we're like, wow, what that? I'm like, girls, I think this could be a UFO. And I've got my phone out, looked down, picked up a phone. As I've looked at it's gone. <laughs> Whatever these things were, they're gone. Like, so the one time I thought about getting my phone out, and that literally happened the other day, and we was all like, wow. I don't know what it was. I mean, it could be a logical. Right, right. I don't know that we get to take pictures. I mean, sometimes we do, but I think the best chance we get is, is capturing these lights on film because I think that might be like the essential base version of whatever all this stuff is might be light. And I think maybe, yeah. maybe we can get lights on film sometimes, but anything else, I think you're lucky to get a blurry blob that somebody else will look at and laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing that's ever going to convince a skeptic. No, no, for sure. This is weird as well. So I, we were staying in, this was in Norfolk again. So this was in, I don't know if you've heard of, it's called Centre Parks in the UK. And it's like a holiday place where you stay in a cabin in the woods and it's all very foresty and they're really nice. Okay. Uh, and we were staying there for, for the weekend and I like taking pictures of trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really sad. If I see a nice tree line, I'm like, I'll stop. I'm going to get this nice picture of these trees. I know it's sad, but that's what I do. <laughs> I, I was sort of, it was it was night and there was just this lovely like tree line and you can see the stars and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to see if I can get a nice picture on my phone. So I've sort of, I've took the picture. As I've took it, I've seen something shoot up into the sky. Mm-hmm. It, it could be anything, but I was like, oh, what was that? Was it a firework? Was it, I don't know what it was, but I was like, let's see if I got it. It wasn't in the picture, but you know on the iPhone, when you, you hold the picture down, it sort of replays a little video. It captures a little video. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that, but that's. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a three second little video, but it, it's just off the picture. Mm-hmm. So I've sort of held the picture down and it's played this, you see this light shooting up and it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't prove anything. Right. But it's literally just a, a, a quick flash. Doesn't, uh, no one's going to say that's a UFO or whatever. But I saw this and I just got straight away this horrible feeling that I shouldn't have this. Huh. And I was like, oh. And bearing in mind, I love this subject, and right, I like right. as soon as as soon as I get a picture, I will put anything straight out on Instagram or Facebook. What do you guys think of this? You know, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm, I'm I'll do that straight away. But I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I shouldn't have this. Should not have this. And I deleted it, and I was like, and then I went into my recently deleted it and deleted it again. Wow. I was like, I don't I don't want it on my phone, wow. and I can't explain it. I can't explain the feeling that I had at that time. It was just so strange. I just felt like I should not have huh. whatever I've got. And it just felt like an unlucky feeling. Like, mm-hmm. this is unlucky. And really weird because, you know, I might not. Yeah, but you got to go with your gut sometimes, I think, with this stuff. Like, you got to yeah. trust your gut because it's so weird. And there's, I mean, there there's rules that folklore laid out, but they're sort of more of the kind of like suggestions, you know? Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. there's no real rules when it comes to this stuff. And I, I think trusting your gut is a major thing. When it comes to it, because yeah. sometimes, like especially lately, I get that feeling. I'm just like, nah, nope, yeah, we're, we're, this isn't for us right now. 
And I think it's really important to trust that. You remind me of something with the, on the phone screen. Chad and I were out in that place, Harry Springs, where we've had a, a bunch of stuff happen. And I almost never take pictures, but it was getting dark and the light was really cool and a, a mist was rolling in. And I thought, like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take some photos just, you know, all around us and see, you know, see what we get kind of thing. I was holding my phone up and on my screen, well, in my peripheral vision, I see something go by like this. And then on my screen, I see this perfect orb going by. And I, I tried to hit snap and my phone at the time was so slow. By the time I hit the thing and it took the picture that it was gone, it was off. Into, but I didn't see it. I saw the motion in the corner of my eyes, but then I saw it on the screen of my phone, just like this orb. I was like, ah, and I, I tried to hit it, but I missed it. Didn't, didn't get it, but I, it was so cool to see it kind of go by on my phone. I'm yeah. like, Chad, Chad, I just, but I didn't capture it. Yeah, that is cool, man. It's hard because sometimes you, you get like this this picture that I had, like it didn't, like I could show you it and you'd be like, oh, it's just a flash, just a yep. quick flash. Like it wouldn't prove anything. Right. That's the one I got with uh, Octavian that day at uh, Gazoo's Woods. It looked like a Bigfoot kneeling down. I took a picture of it from far away. But then I said, I locked my eyes on it. So I'm going to walk to this thing. It's either going to get up and move or I'm going to see it's a tree stump or whatever it is. Walking to it, Octavian says, oh, look, my girlfriend sent me a text about owls. We'd heard an owl before. And like a synchronicity kind of thing. I looked over for a second, looked back and whatever this thing was, gone. But I do have that initial picture. It's so far away. It's just a blob squatch. It's nothing else. But it does really look like like a Bigfoot, it looked to me like it was sitting or kneeling on the ground. And that's what it looks like in this picture. But it's just, you'll never convince anybody. You know? The, yeah. Yeah. You, you can kind of see it. And then, but no one's ever going to look at that and be yeah. like, you're right. That's what it was. But whatever it was, it by the time I look back, after I looked at his phone, I looked back one second, two seconds at the most, it was gone. Yeah. Completely yeah. gone. Now, we did walk right. to that spot and find a bunch of tree structures, though, where that thing was. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. And it's cool because you know yourself that you've seen something. Mm-hmm. So, and then obviously the picture. Right. Like now, just... Octavian couldn't see. He never saw what I was talking about. He says, I don't see what you mean. I said, well, we're going to walk to it. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll, we'll see whether it's something or not. Yeah. And then it just, it was gone. That's cool that there was tree structures in and stuff. Though. Oh, yeah. There was like six of them. It was pretty, wow. pretty weird. Yeah. Interesting. And the the reason why we started going to that park was uh, I had read on the BFRO and there was a really, really intense nighttime encounter there. And they said it happened at a picnic table. They were sitting at a picnic table and the stuff started going off around them. I think they said they were approached by creatures on both sides. I forget. But in any case, there's two picnic tables that I know of in this whole area. So it could only be one of two places. These tree structures are about 20 or 30 feet from a picnic table. So I wonder if that's the area where that BFRO account happened. I'm not sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was a neat thing. So what else you got? So, so in the new house that we moved into, where everything was, was nice, it was nice. I mean, both houses, we had good times in all the houses. Right, but. yeah. So this is skipping. I was about 21 when this happened. So I was at university. Me and my brother, we had a loft conversion in that house and we both went upstairs again. So we were sharing a room again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were back together. But we had our own sort of, we had our own little flat, basically. We had a, our own toilet, our own dressing room and our own quite big bedroom. So mm-hmm. it was it was, it was a, an improvement. <laughs> so 
but I was at university, so I was living there during the week at uni in London, mm-hmm. and and my brother was always in at home at that time. But I used to come back on the weekends. I was sleeping one night, and I woke up during the night, and there was the shape of a man standing over my bed, and it was blacker than the room. It was just I couldn't see any features. It was just literally the shape of a man. I woke up, and it's really scared me. Like, it really made me jump. And I just, I thought it was my brother at the time. Like, that was my first thought. He's sure, yeah. doing. Yeah. And <laughs> I've taken a punch at him. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, I've obviously made a, a bit of a noise when I've done this because on the other side of the room, my brother's turned his light on and he's like, bruv, bruv, what's, what's the matter? What's the matter? What's going on? What's going on? And I was like, oh, I thought you was standing over me. Someone was standing over me. Like, really? And at the time, I was like, okay, I was I was shaking. And I was like, do you know what? I've, I've been at uni. I've probably had too many drinks that mm. week. And, you know, that's what it was. And I just sort of put it down to that, and that was it. And I didn't even know at the time when that happened, I didn't know anything. I didn't know shadow people and things right. like that. I didn't, I didn't know about that. So I didn't put it down to that. It was a really weird experience, and it stayed in me. It wasn't too, listening to podcasts like Strange Familiars and things like that where I sort of started learning a bit more about shadow people and stuff like that. So when you took the swing, did were you able to, to like do a full swing and like... It, I just, it, it disappeared. Okay. I went for it. So you you, you weren't peril, like in sleep paralysis or anything? You were able no, to, no. to... Yeah, I was able to go for it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I literally thought, I know I shouldn't be punching my brother, but I was just like, he's waking me up and he's standing up, he's trying to scare me. Right, right. And that was just my, at the time, that's what I thought. And mm-hmm. I've just, it was so weird because it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of, I just sort of put it to the back of my mind. I put it down to being a university and just, I don't know, I just put it down. I just sort of, not forgot about it, but didn't think too much else about it. It wasn't until recently, like really recently, in this house that I'm in now, I'd started the podcast and I was it was about three or four months in, whatever it was, and I had this experience twice. Same thing. Woke up and there's something standing over my bed, like mm-hmm. the shape of a man, blacker than the room. This time I know not know what it was, but I just it was weird. There wasn't the fear that I had before. I was still scared. Mm-hmm. It still really freaks me out the thought of it, but it wasn't that insane fear that I had before. Like before it was really like Going back to a kid when I saw that man in my room, terrifying. This this was a different feeling. So I've I've woke up, it's there, I'm just looking at it and scared, but and then it just goes. Mm. And that's happened twice in this house. Mm. And I don't know if that's because I'm looking into the paranormal so much and I'm talking about it so much. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm inviting things and that that, that was weird. I took a swing at one of the things by my bed one time and I remember when when my kids were little I told them wake me up from across the room because I was afraid I would like come out of sleep and just I never wanted to hurt them you know I said make sure you wake like when you wake me up wake me up from across the room call my name don't come up and shake me or anything because I was so afraid I was going to do that you know I mean because I yeah, I swung so hard that nothing was there. If I'd have connected with something, I'd have knocked it out. I'm pretty sure the, the yeah, last thing yeah. I would ever want to do is is like hurt somebody like that. So I remember when they were little, I said, "You stand at my door and call me to get to yeah, wake me up. Yeah. Like don't don't shake me unless you really have to." 
I said, you, you know, keep calling my name until I get up. And th that's how they did it too. <laughs> yeah, because that is terrifying when you're asleep and anyone, anyone standing there, my wife can be there or the kids. I've had it many times where I woke up and they're standing there looking. And <laughs> that's scary as well, but you don't know what it is at that moment. Yeah, yeah. I was just afraid just out of, you know, because I had this, whatever that stuff is, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like yeah. it at all. I'll fight back with this stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't want them. Sure. I don't want them there. People tell me, oh, yeah. it's a, it's a shamanic experience. You should just go through it. I didn't agree to anything. I don't know <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah. You tell me what you got in mind and then I'll, I'll consider it, you know, but we yeah. just showing up in my room. Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah. So the, I love, I love the paranormal, but I don't want it in my house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, everywhere outside is great, but not in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But it does that's what I, my, my buddy John's like, hey, I'm thinking about setting up a gifting area outside my house. I was like, dude, don't do that. No. <laughs> don't do that. So you don't want this stuff coming in your backyard. Like, tell, like <laughs> trust me. I yeah. know it's cool, it's fun and everything, but it's it's fun five miles away from your house. Don't bring yeah, it to your house. Sure. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. You want to be able to relax. Yep. And, uh, you know, you can't. If you're constantly, weird things do happen in the house. No, the, the house I'm in now, I don't, I wouldn't say it's, it's haunted. Things have happened in here that, yeah, mine really too. Strange. Yeah, mine too. I've seen full body apparitions a couple of times. I've had some weird stuff. Wow. But I don't want it constantly. You know, I'm not going to encourage yeah. it. You know. Yeah, for sure. There was a time recently as well when I woke up. This is this is very recent as well. I woke up during the night and I thought my wife was sitting up. I thought she was up and I woke up and I sort of went to rub her back and just say, what's wrong? You all right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've literally gone to, and then there was nothing there. And I was like, look down and she's asleep. And I was like, oh, oh my God, that's so weird. Yeah. That was such a strange feeling. Oh, yeah. Whether that's something there or I don't know, but it was very weird. Very strange how that happens. How old are your kids? So I've got an 11-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 4-year-old. Okay. Have ever mentioned anything to you? Yes. Yeah. To Especially my middle Ruby as well. They don't like sleeping in their room they'll very often get up during the night and come in our room and mm -hmm. camp on the floor yeah so they do they do very much like how i was as a kid mm -hmm. didn't like sleeping in, on my own in the dark so mm -hmm. they, they are very similar do they uh they know what you do is with the podcast yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes they hear and they, they shouldn't hear some of these yeah yeah <laughs> yeah my kids grew up with it too but my son i know he's Something's going on with him. I don't know if it's sleep paralysis. I don't know what what's up with him, but he will not talk to me about it because really? I think he's afraid I'm going to turn it into content, you know. And I wouldn't if he doesn't want me to. <laughs> yeah. I I wouldn't do that. But I, you know, I'm on the show, <laughs> he just he won't. But every now and then I'll say something about Grays or something. But he say like, don't don't talk about that. Don't you know? Wow. So I know there's something going on with it. Yeah, he won't let something me in. Strange happened when we first moved here. To the house I'm in now. So literally just down the road, there's, a, there's quite a big forest, forested area. And I'm always in there. We love it in there. That was a big reason why we come to this area. When we first moved, we, like we still do now, we go on long walks all the time, take the dog and go, go for walks. We didn't actually have the dog at this time that this happened. But me and my two daughters went for a, a walk and it was just about getting dark. It wasn't fully dark yet, but it was getting there. And we was quite far in the forest. And my eldest daughter, Amy, suddenly freaked out. And she suddenly freaked out. And she went, Dad, I've just seen a Bigfoot. Now, I was like, okay, calm down. Right. I was like, my first initial thoughts is she's seen a program that I've been watching. Right. She's, you know, and 
because I'm always watching Bigfoot stuff. Yeah. That's just what I thought straight away. Uh, she's saying, no, he had yellow eyes, and she's talking to me about it. And I was like, let's get out of here. Let's go home. And anyway, a couple of weeks later, I was talking to the, a girl that's local to the area, and she was telling me about a dogman law in our forest. And uh, she's like, I've got books on it. And uh, she found out that I was doing the podcast and stuff and was telling me all this stuff. And I was like, maybe, maybe my daughter did see something, but I don't know. Yeah. Hold that thought. I was walking with both my kids, twins. They were little at the time. I don't know, probably seven, eight, that range. And we were hiking in this one area, as much hiking as kids that age can do. And I'd been in this one area and there was a bunch of, what I thought at the time were tree structures. Later I found out it was a pine forest and deciduous trees had grown up and they were taking all the sun and the pine trees were rotten and falling over. So they were making interesting things, but it, it was perfectly natural. But I'd been in there a bunch, like looking for sign and stuff until I figured that out. Cause it was like, there's all these trees bent over and stuff. I was like, what's going on here? And I was right in that area. And he didn't know this. I didn't tell him about this. We're walking down this path and he stops and he starts looking up into the woods. He's just standing in the path and just looking up, like just staring up there. He's not saying anything. And finally I said, Gideon, what, what is it? What do you see? And he's like, he said something like, you ever notice that sometimes trees look just like Bigfoot? And I was like, what do you, where do you look in? Like, tell me, like, tell me where you're looking. And he's pointing, but he's pointing to a bunch of trees on a hill. I said, pick up a stone and throw it, which you're like, what you're seeing. So I can know where, where you're looking. So he picks up a rock, throws it. But he, as soon as he throws it, he takes off running. He throws it and runs. My daughter had continued walking. I could see him. I could see her down the way, but she continued down there. So I'm trying to look up in here and see what, if anything moves or anything. And all of a sudden I hear my daughter down 40 yards away or so. Snake, snake. I'm worried about copperheads or, you know, venomous snake. Like, hold it, don't touch it, like, stop. So I, I had to completely run down there, but it was fine. It was a, I don't know if it was a black snake or what. It wasn't a venomous snake, but, you know, I want to check it out before they get anywhere close to it. So I don't know, but it was like, it was one of those very, like, serious moments where he, where he was like, and he threw that rock and ran, like, whatever, he didn't want yeah. any part of what, up, what was up on that hill. But I didn't see anything, so I don't oh. know. But sometimes kids, man, like they, I don't know. I don't know if they're yeah. like a little more connected or what. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just, we're more open as kids and we, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And then when, when like we did, when we have experiences as a kid and it's undeniable, you're going to take it on into being an adult. And I think that's why we still have experiences because we're so open. Right. Right. I think. And that's where I am at the moment. Were you able to ask her about that again later on? And like, yeah, I still, I still talk to her now about it. I still go, "Are you sure you saw what you said you saw?" And and she stands by it. She stands by it. Yellow eyes, big. Like it's just, she just says it just looked like a, a, a bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So it's just she really freaked out. And we were sort of we was quite high up when this happened, and she was pointing at where she could see it. I couldn't see it. I just straight away just thought she's seen one of my. YouTube channel, right? You know, she shouldn't right. be watching, and right. you know, but and I mean, yeah, the kids are impressionable, and they sometimes they do turn a, you know, a, a pile of clothes in their room into something that it, that yeah. it isn't. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, it could be that it was nothing in, in both cases with both our kids, but who knows? It's just it's interesting yeah. when it they do that. Interesting. Yeah, 
So what are your feelings of like, I'm fascinated, fascinated by Bigfoot reports, especially Dogman to a lesser extent, because I don't, I don't think Dogman for a second is a natural creature, whatever it is, it's something else. But Bigfoot yeah. reports, especially in the UK, I'm fascinated by this. What's your opinion on that? Like, yeah. The more you look into it, there is a lot of science in the UK. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like way more than you'd ever think. Yeah, yeah. And I've spoken to people that I fully trust mm-hmm. that have, you know, told me their experiences. And, and you know, you can't deny when, when, you, when you're talking to someone, you know straight away, you know, mm-hmm. I believe you. I believe exactly right. what you're saying. Right. And Bigfoot, is, it's the woo versus the flesh and blood normally. Mm-hmm. Like you've got mm-hmm. them two camps. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle, <laughs> but I'm sitting on the fence. I feel like if it's in the UK, and it, it seems to be everywhere in the world, mm. you know, these creatures are reported everywhere. It seems like if it's here in the UK, it would be more of a woo side, yeah. more of the woo camp. Yeah. Because how would something like that survive without being, uh, it would be seen a lot more, you would have fought. Right. But I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. I find it fascinating. It's very similar to... Like where I am in uh, South Central Pennsylvania, tons of woods. There's there's plenty of woods. Not a lot of wilderness, meaning like untouched, completely, you know, unexplored land. Virtually none where I am. But I get tons of reports. Like, yeah, depending on the year. Some year, one year I was getting two or three a month throughout the summer months. A few years back, now it's a lot less. Might get one or two reports a year now. But still, that's a lot. Yeah. And it's like, they're all times a year, you know, it's all like people say, oh, they, they, uh, they're just moving through the area. They don't live there. I'm like, that's ah, happening all times a year. It's not, they're not nomadic in that sense. So that's what got me kind of pushed me into the woo a lot more. Cause I was like, I was trying to make it work. I'm like, now nah, they're not living here. Like not like other animals, you know, yeah. if, if they have some kind of secret way to do it or whatever, they might as well be paranormal. Yeah. But yeah, it's really, really interesting. My mother-in-law, this is not Bigfoot, but my mother-in-law saw a black panther mm-hmm. 20 years ago in Essex, just outside London. And that, that's a similar sort of thing. In, yep. like, a lot of people see these things in, in the UK and all around the world as well. Mm. My mother-in-law, who I 100% trust, you know, she saw her and her sister drove past one of these things. And I find that fascinating that they're out there as well, mm. you know, possibly. Yeah, there's so much out there that we just don't know about. They're not supposed to be here. Cougars, big, big, yeah. big wildcats. They're not supposed to be here. The the uh, game commission will tell you they're not. I've known enough hunters and people that have seen them that I'm like they're here for sure. They're here. Yeah, I saw one one yeah. day, and it was. I would think it's a perfectly natural animal. Could have just wandered in. They they come in from the west basically, and and they're around. Except the the way it happened, it was two days in a row. At the same time of the morning, I was driving from my dad's farm and the first day I was alone and I saw it was 10 o'clock in the morning. It was in a, in a field and was kind of walking towards the road and this like kind of meandering, very cat, you know, lion-like kind of walk. And I looked at it when I, the first day I was like, that's a mountain lion. What is going on? And, you know, slowed wow. down and looked at it. And the next day I was with my brother he was driving, same time of the morning, same field, same exact place. I said, there it is. Look, there there it is. And I tell you, he was like, it was like he was in a trance. He just went, uh-huh. And I said, no, it's like, slow down. Like, like he was in the woods as much as I was. You'd think he would be interested in this big cat, you know, there's something like that's out there. I want to know about it. 
Yeah. Kept yeah. driving. He drive right by. I was like, no, look at it. Look at it. Uh-huh. And just kept kept his eyes straight forward. It's like it didn't register for him. Really? So those two things, the fact that it was the same time of the day, same place, same field, two days in a row, and the way my brother reacted makes me wonder if that wasn't something anomalous. I don't yeah. know. You know, chances are it wasn't. Chances are it was just a, a cougar or a mountain lion. But that's interesting. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. He was like he was just in a trance. It's like he just didn't even care. And Did he say anything after? Like, why? No. Nope. Really? Yeah. It's, interesting. Yeah, it's like it wasn't for him. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah so, there's there's so much out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got any more stories you want to tell? We spoke before, but I used to get but I still do, get bad sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I've had since I can remember, to be honest. I can't remember when it started. And at the start of it, and, and only recently, really, I'm sort of looking at it as a, as a paranormal thing. Mm-hmm. When it first started happening, it happened so regularly. And it is terrifying when it happens, obviously. As you know, it's it's terrifying. But I always used to say, oh, it's, you know, it must be stress mm-hmm. from work and stuff like that. And that's what I always put it down to. But it happened pretty much it would be once a week this would happen at least sometimes more but when it happened to me it was in our old old flat back in near Bremwood this was a different flat though and it would be just before I was going to sleep normally I would just get this strange feeling come over me like a vibration it would just go from my body and I'd feel it and it's quite a nice feeling yeah, it's only later that I sort of know when I get this feeling what's coming and that's when it wasn't nice. But at the time, normally it's a nice feeling. My body's vibrating and then all of a sudden I can't move and there's something in the room. And I, obviously you can't look around the room. It's just in my mind's eye, I can see every time it was the same sort of thing and it was like this black mass of evil. But I always in my head, I was like, this this is a witch. But it's like I knew it was a witch. Okay. And this thing, where this entity, wherever it was, it would come in my room and, and I would be battling this in my mind. I'd be screaming at it in my mind, shouting at it, get out, leave me, swearing at it. And it would stop and I'd sit up and I'd be like, that was weird. And I wouldn't even think much about it. I'd just go, I'd go to sleep. And this, this happened so often. You know, I didn't really even talk about it with my wife. You know, it was just something that I thought everyone experiences sometimes. That's just what I thought. And it wasn't until, again, listening to your show and stuff like that and sort of, that's what I experienced. Yeah. And that, that carried on the whole time in that flat, at least once a week, same thing every time, same entity. And the, the witch, I didn't I didn't look into it or anything like that, but it wasn't until recently that I found out about a lot of people see what they call a hag. Yep. Yeah. And that that's what I think I was experiencing. Hmm. When I moved to the house that I'm in now, it sort of stopped. I had it last week, actually, but I have had it only a handful of times in the year and a half that I've been here, and it's a different entity when it happens in this house, which I find interesting as well. You're still getting entities. Right. Yeah, there's still a battle with something, mm-hmm. but I'm not seeing the black mass witch that I was seeing when I was in the flat. Ah, that's interesting. I do believe there's a natural sort of element to it, you know, that, that it, yeah. it is some people have... For whatever reason, this is part of their sleep cycle and it happens. But I also think it sends up a flare or something and then these other things, the other, whatever you want to call it, like say like, oh, there's somebody I can mess with, right? When it happens. 
just my gut feeling on it. You know, I have no proof of this. I don't think anybody does. But if it's just a like something that you could explain away with science, why would the entity change when you yeah. change locations? Yeah, that's what I find very strange. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I know we spoke before off air when you said sort of ends in in your thirties or it can die down. Yeah, that's what I read in that book. Uh, it was a book called Nightmare Land. Really good book on that stuff. I had the author on Strange Familiars. And uh, yeah, it's, that's a, about what it said. And if I'm remembering correctly, it said like mid 30s, it starts kind of dying off for most people. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. That was the case for me. It'll still happen a little bit here and there. I'll get more like hints of it, but I can I can get out of it now instantly. Whereas before yeah. I was like locked. I was I was in it till I was out of it. Which, yeah. Not from once a week, man. That's too much. People yeah. tell me, I have these guests like you, once a week, people tell me they had it like every two days. Some people are like almost yeah. every night. I would get it rarely. I was like three times a year or something. And that was enough for me. Man, I can't imagine having it that frequently. My heart goes out to you. Yeah. I, just, like, I, I just, just, just so used to it. Maybe. Used, uh, it was just, it, it scared me every time. It was terrifying. Every, and it's such a, as you know, it's a horrible feeling because you're fighting against something mm-hmm. and you can't move. Yeah. But yeah, I just sort of, I used to come out of it and sort of be like, oh, it's happened again. Okay, now I'll go asleep. Right. It's, it's so strange. Yeah. And I was never asleep when this happened. I was yeah. always awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so hard to explain to people. It's not, it's different than a dream. It's like there's something else yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. I was always, always trying to sleep, but mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't actually asleep. This would happen before sleep. Before I let you go, tell me one or two of your favorite or maybe just the spookiest stories you've gotten for uh, Let's Get Freaky. Oh, I had the Only Brothers on recently. You finish these interviews and you normally, you pack up and, it, and it's fine. But sometimes you have an interview that you pack up and you're like, man, it scares you. Yeah, and I remember yeah. this, this was one of those times. They were a thrift shop and they bought this old clown hmm. and- they got a bad vibe from this clown. Anyway, one night Jesse was at home and I think his whole family was out and he could hear this clown talking. Oh. He could, yeah. Freak. And he got it straight away. And he said he didn't want to throw it away, but he took it outside and put it in the back of his car. Now, was it like a kind of toy that would talk anyway? Like a, like- no, no. It was just a, just just a, a bad thing. Or I don't, yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't have been talking. Whew. Yeah. He said he drove off and he wanted to dump this somewhere. And he said, as he's driving off with this thing, he could still hear it in the back. Oh, no. And, no. I, and I was just, wow. And he's because clowns freak me out anyway. Um, I'm not a clown guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the thought of, of a toy talking and, you know, a clown, yeah, it really freaked wow. me out. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy one. Yeah, I think that one yeah. would have gone in a bag with a brick, maybe, and <laughs> deep into the water. Yeah. I find the scariest, because uh, I've had a few people on the show that they see shadow figures or they see entities. When the the entities turn and look at them and acknowledge them, mm-hmm. which I've heard a few, and, and that is that really terrifies me. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times, like, I don't mind it so much when people say, like my wife with her flannel man, when she said he, he looked surprised, like like caught, like you shouldn't be able to see me. That doesn't bother me so much. But when they like, like people describe him turning and looking like, like I see you 
Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. pretty creepy. Pretty creepy yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, so where can people find Let's Get Freaky podcast? So we are on all the main podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, all the main podcast platforms. We're on social media: Instagram, Facebook, X, TikTok. We're everywhere. TC Let's Get Freaky podcast. Just started putting some episodes on YouTube as well. So we're there as well. Yeah, we're we're everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> I'll put all the links in the show notes, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on Strange Familiars. We'll stay in touch. Thank you so much. And uh, That's an honor, man. We can do some more content together coming up, man. Thank you so much. Sure thing. So I feel like in light of our conversation with Monster Fuzz... Where I said that I don't really deal in any sort of taxidermy anymore, I lied. And the taxidermy story we mentioned there, that we should mention that there's there's no critters no, in this, no, no, in no, this no. taxidermy. It's perfectly clean. <laughs> I don't think there'd be much of an opportunity to. Any, this is a very small piece. Yes. So. It's, a, it's a pin. Yeah. Three-toed. Yes. I thought you might like that. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the, the Strange Familiars, three-toed track fans... This is a, what it's a Scottish grouse pin or something like that. Yep, it has like the Scottish thistle and a little, I presume amethyst or amethyst amethyst colored stone in it. The mount might be sterling. I didn't see a hallmark, but that doesn't necessarily mean it isn't. It's definitely old. I mean, it's got a, a stag, stag, a stag kind of mount. So, I mean, clue when that's from, roughly. I truly do not. At it's, some point when they were making pins out of grouse feet, I suppose. I know, but you like they were making, you know, when we were kids, we could get like... Oh, yeah, like the the bunny rabbit. You could buy them in... in um, the grocery store. In gumball machines. Yeah, you would get you like... buy rabbit's feet. Yeah, and they were like dyed like fluorescent colors Yeah, like super stuff. bright blue and stuff. Yeah, I remember, and I remember I had thinking a blue like they were so soft and everything and no one's like, oh, well, they cut off a rabbit's foot for you. Like yeah. no one mentioned that as yeah. a kid. And it wasn't until later that I realized that they were actual rabbit's feet. That's horrific. Really. Yeah, I had a couple of them. I think they were keychains, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a couple of them. Disturbing. 70s were a weird time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to apologize out loud to the bunny in case you overheard that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bun. Yeah, well, we didn't know. We were kids. Yeah. And they were really soft. They were remember, They were super soft. I remember, people, like, rubbing them against my fingers. And, and, and like... So. Well, the grouse pin's pretty soft too. It is. It's yeah. like it's and it's got like the the middle, the middle, the uh, middle toe claw, whatever yeah, has, has a ring on it. Has a ring on yeah, it. It's, so very, it's like it's kind of meta. Yeah, it's very kind of neat. Well, that will be our curiosity of the week this week. I'll take a photo of that. I'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And if you click on that, it'll take you to our Etsy shop, where you can purchase that and other curiosities of the week. Those that are left. That might be the only three-toed specimen we have currently, though. Currently, yeah. Mm-hmm. We did see a, th- a three-toed specimen, but it was from the some sort of dinosaur age the other week. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. While you're at Etsy, you can check out our other offerings. Strange Familiar's t-shirts and stickers and patches are there, of course. We've got the new designs. The Black Dog design is there. The t-shirt, the Mossman design is there. The Eyes of Night design with the Luna Moth and the Owl, that's there. Plus totes with the Mothman and the Eyes of Night design as well. All of my books are there. If you get them from Etsy, they come signed. Artwork, originals, and prints. 
Allison has antique photography up there and more. So check it out. There's links in the show notes to our shop, but if you go to Etsy, our shop name is Lost Grave. I think heading up to Christmas, I'm going to try to do like a little special thing for Strange Familiars listeners each week. I'm going to try to. If I forget one week, I'm sorry. I'm going to try to remember to do something. So for this week, I think, so starting when this episode is released until the next episode's released next Thursday, if you order a copy of my art book, Apparitions, I'll give you a copy of the new kind of little art book, Elzik's Farewell, with it. To take advantage of this offer, when you order on Etsy, just in the notes with your order, just put include Elzik's Farewell or include bonus book or something like that. That way, I know you heard this and you're taking advantage of that offer. Once again, our Etsy shop name is Lost Grave, and there are links in the show notes for that. It's etsy.com slash shop slash Lost Grave. What's going on in Antique World, Allison? What's up at Black Rose Antiques in Hanover? It's going to be packed for things for Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is the big time of year. Yeah, we're adding a bunch of stuff. So there'll be a lot of stuff there. And in the springtime, I'm going to be at the new State Theater Vintage Emporium in Columbia, one of our favorite places. I would be excited to have, assuming you will give me space in your stand to yep. put my books, I would be excited to have a home for my books in Columbia. Yep. It'll be the new place for Strange Familiars books in our area. Right now, you can pick up my books at Black Rose, along with all of our other cool stuff we have there. Chad's got wool there, although Chad sells a good bit of wool there. So his selection changes pretty quickly. So if you are local and you're after stuff, stop in frequently because the selection changes a good bit over there. That's Black Rose Antiques in Hanover. The new antique shop will be opening in February. So in 2024. Mm -hmm. We will definitely make announcements about that. Yeah, it's in a cool old art deco theater that's being revamped and it looks amazing it has all the old like ornamental parts of it are still there and it looked cool before so there was an antique kind of mall thing in there a couple years back yeah yeah and it looked cool then but you showed me pictures of what they're doing now and it it looks really cool yeah, like they, it didn't look bad before but now it looks really really it's cool spacious it's i mean it would and columbia is like i know we talk about it around along around the time of alpha twitch day but it's really turned into this like you can just come and spend the day if you're into like antiques and vintage stuff because there's probably good restaurants there too yeah, like, yeah there's Columbia's just like, just a cool little town and yeah. it's right on the river i just you i can, love the river i love the susquehanna river it's so beautiful yeah they even have like on the other side of the river on on the york side they have really cool tours where you can get on a boat and take a tour of the susquehanna oh yeah i don't know if they do that in cold weather but yeah I should check. I know, yeah. I know in warm weather they do. Yeah, it's, that's a really cool tour with that. Oh, I forget the name of the place. It's basically a National Historical Site. It's a Zimmerman, that's like, what the, it the is, yeah. Mansion at the at the Zimmerman Center. Yeah, that's and, which is just a really cool little local museum too. It is, mm-hmm. but it's actually a National Historical. You know, uh, it's part of the National Park System and stuff. It's pretty mm-hmm. neat. Not far from Devil's Hole, there, by the way. Yeah, that's true. It is. You, a, could, a, you could hike to Devil's Hole from. And there's a cool little uh, cemetery behind the mansion. There's a really cool cemetery. Yeah, up you there. just it, like you wouldn't even know it was there necessarily, and you walk this little trail behind it, and then all of a sudden you're at a family cemetery. Yeah, it's really really cool. I did a, I don't know, I think it was like a six or seven. It's hard to tell from the trail maps. I think it was either s- between six and eight mile hike with Octavian yesterday through Hex Hollow. We're coming up on that time of the year, Hex Hollow time of year. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I can, from where I'm sitting right now, I can see. 
the photo of Raymar's house that's framed yeah. on our wall. All right. Well, that's it for now. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. If you want to hear more or purchase music, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. We're on Instagram, at strangefamiliars, one word, no underscore. Please follow us. <laughs> We're on the web at strangefamiliars.com and, as I said before, for merch, strangefamiliars.com slash merch. Thank mm-hmm. you.